Welcome to Sizzle and Arrow Outdoors, where we learn to cultivate, harvest, and prepare clean, organic food. My name is Paul Rhodes, host and founder of this podcast and the company known as Sizzle and Arrow Outdoors. Well, you know, today's episode, we're going to just kind of talk about a few things. It's probably not going to be as long as the other episodes that we've had, but really what I want to focus on is tools in the kitchen and what I feel are the most or what I feel is the most important tool in the kitchen. And really that tool that I'm speaking of is a chef's knife or chef's knives anyway. To me, having a great quality knife, a sharp, well-honed knife really makes a difference in how quick you can cook, how precise you can make everything, and just it just makes things a lot easier to have a good quality sharp knife. Now, with that being said, you know, all equipment that is in the kitchen is useful and helpful, but honestly, if you have, let's say, a good stove, KitchenAid mixer, pasta maker, whatever it may be, cutting boards and everything, all the produce and top quality meats, but you have very bad knife or no knife, you can't really use any of the other equipment because you can't prep up the food that you're wanting to cook. So that's why we, that's why I say that the most important tool in a chef's bag or in a cook's kitchen is their knives. I know there's a lot of knives out there, a lot of choices to choose from. So we're going to kind of pick into what I think makes a good knife and what we can do to maintain and keep them working to the best of their ability. So really with the knives, you have your cheap kind of Walmart target knives, serrated knives. I don't I don't like those. Uh, the ones with the cheap handles, plastic, you probably get them for 10 or $12 for a couple knives, maybe like a set of two or three. Get a chef's knife, a paring knife, and maybe a slicing knife in there, a bread knife. But those ones, they're not worth the $12. You're better off spending a little bit more and getting a better quality knife. Now, I know not everybody can afford the $150, $200 knives out there. Uh, that's understandable. But there are some good options out there. You know, Wustoff makes quality knives at a reasonable price. And J.A. Heckles, I think, is another one that makes good quality knives at a reasonable price. Um, you know, for the regular home cook, the Chicago Cutlery is, if you get into the little more expensive ones. I think those are okay. I've never used them personally, but honestly, my recommendation, if you're going to get a knife and really there's three knives that you should have, and that's a, a chef's knife. I like the eight inch chef's knives. I think the 10 inch is a little too big for normal use. So an eight inch chef's knife, a proper slicing knife and uh, a pairing knife. You can do pretty much anything you need to with those. And if you do, if you clean up meat and stuff, a boning knife would definitely be a good, good option to add in there. So there's four. So you got your fillet knife or boning knife, slicing knife, chef's knife, and a pairing knife. So that, that'll pretty much cover anything you need. And of course, you're going to need a good steel as well to keep those things in tip top shape. So the types of knives that I use, I use Wustoff knife and a couple chef brand knives. I don't even think they make those anymore. They came in my chef bag when I started school back, oh geez, 13, yeah, about 13, almost 14 years ago. So they're 14 years old and they still, they still perform. I, they don't keep, keep an edge as long as they probably should, but I also don't keep those quite as sharp as I probably should because I just don't use them that often. But I do have those for, you know, more of the aggressive cutting and for just 
letting other individuals use. Then I've got my premier knives, the the Shun knives that I have. I've got a pretty good set of those, and those are for really pretty much me to use only. And my wife uses them here and there, but those ones I keep tip top shape. I, I use them and then I hone them probably after every other use and just to make sure that they stay sharp. Now, those ones I shouldn't really need to sharpen more than once a year. And one benefit to spending a little bit more on a good quality knife is that with Shun, I can send these knives back once a year, get them professionally sharpened by the company that makes the knives. Then they'll ship them back to me. And I, and I think it's just the cost of shipping for myself. So that really is a good benefit. And I know that they're going to be sharpened properly and not be messed up. So let's talk about sharpening for just a few minutes. So when you take your knife and just get it sharpened, there's a few things that you're going to want to be cautious with. So I've used a bunch of different sharpeners uh, over the years. I've sharpened my own. Honestly, the ones that I have that I just kind of lend out or let other people use, those ones I sharpen myself on my own wheel. But you've got your mobile sharpeners, which honestly, I probably wouldn't recommend using those. I've noticed that they do take quite a bit of the blade off each time they sharpen, so you're going to lose quite a bit of life on your knife if you use them too too much. And you've got the stores such as um, Williams-Sonoma and, you know, some other stores such as that that will sharpen your knives. Now, I'm not sure what their training practices are, but I would be very cautious of taking your knife to a place that just lets anybody and everybody sharpen a knife. So let's say you have someone that has no experience and they are expected to go in and sharpen a knife for you or sharpen your set of knives and you know as i said they have no experience but let's say they may have got a day or so of training and we all know if we've worked in retail how training and retail settings are so do you really want someone that has next to no experience sharpening your knives you'd be better off doing it yourself if in that case but you know, when you have someone that has no experience sharpening your knives, you're going to run into a couple different issues. So you're going to either have too much of the knife taken off, which will, again, drastically decrease the life of the knife. You may get the blade that is too thin that could end up curling on you after uh, aggressive use. It could end up just ruining the blade altogether. Uh, you may get chips if they don't use the blade properly so they could chip your blade and which would end up in causing them to have to grind down even more of the knives. I mean, just so many different things that could happen. And I found in my experience places that have a designated person, one person only, that sharpens the knives because they are experienced in that. And you find those usually at like specialty uh, cooking stores. And, you know, I'm sure every city or town has at least one of those to where you can go in and get them sharpened. Now, the other thing you can do is simply just Google, you know, knife sharpeners in your area and just check out the reviews like you do with anything else that you're looking to purchase and just go by that. It's because I'm not experienced in other areas except for my own. Again, like I said, I send my shims off to get them sharpened by the company that makes it. And then I sharpen my everyday throw in the drawer knives, I guess you would call it. Not not my premium knives. I, I sharpen those myself. So when we look at sharpening now, a lot of people may think, well, running it across the steel might be the same as sharpening. Well, that that's 
considered a honing. So you're not sharpening a knife on a steel. You're refining the blade back to its normal setting in between sharpening. That's pretty much what honing is. And sharpening, I'm talking when you take it to an actual sharpening wheel or belt and you grind off some of the blade to make it back to its original form. That really in a normal setting, if you're sharpening a chef's knife or cook's knife or any knives, therefore, in a normal cooking home setting, you probably only need to do it once or twice a year, depending on how much you cook. Now, again, I have a set and I use different knives for different things. Again, my chef's knife gets the most use because I, I like that. It's pretty versatile for pretty much anything I can need it for or use it for. But yeah, so sharpening should only take place once or twice a year, whether you do it yourself, if you opt to do that. And again, if you try, if you do do it yourself and you haven't got any experience, get a knife that you don't care about, something really cheap, you know, not cheap, not so cheap to where the wheel is going to bust the blade. I mean, you're going to need a decent blade on it to where it's going to go down and actually take the beating of the wheel. But practice with a knife that you don't really care about, one that you've had for years, or maybe just a garage knife. If you're a hunter, you, you, I'm sure you have a garage knife somewhere that you use for skinning or caping or whatever it may be. So just practice on those. Uh, don't practice on your premium $100 knives. And once you get the cheaper one down precisely and are confident with it, then you can start using it on your nicer knives and go that route. Uh, sharpening from a professional is really not too terribly expensive, especially if you only do it once or twice a year. I think they go anywhere between $30 to $60, depending on how many knives you have. Some places charge per knife. So, you know, maybe on the high end, a hundred bucks to get them sharpened. I, I, I think that's really, really high in my opinion. So you're looking more on the low end, probably between 30 to 60 for a set of knives. So it's not too bad if you do it once a year. Now, since we kind of talked about sharpening, let's talk about honing your knife. So if you hone your knife, you're going to run it on a steel. I would recommend not to use a diamond steel. If you do have a diamond steel, don't use that more than probably once every couple months because that one really wears down the blade as well. And if you don't do it properly, it can dull your blade very quickly. But just a regular steel is all you need. But you can check out on YouTube on how to properly hone a knife. I don't have a YouTube video up on that, but I'm probably going to put one up here at some point. I uh, don't have an exact ETA with that. So uh, check out YouTube and other channels to see how to do that. They do have some on there that are pretty good and it'll show you how to manage that. Uh, Wustoff has on their website instruction on how to hone. Uh, there, I don't think there's any pictures. It's just more of a uh, written instruction, but it give you kind of an idea. So those are two resources that you can use to learn how to hone. And same with sharpening too. You can check out YouTube to see how or learn how to sharpen as well. And then another thing just with having you know, a good quality knife and properly sharpened knife, it, it makes life a lot easier because you're going to be able to slice more precisely. You're going to make things more unified. It's going to make things easier to cut. You're not going to be mashing things. And it also makes cooking safer. You know, believe it or not, having a sharper knife is much safer than a dull knife. And this is why. When you have a sharp knife, you use less pressure 
to go through an object. Let's just take tomatoes, for example. So everyone, I'm sure, if you've cooked in the kitchen, you've had that knife to where you have to kind of saw or really put a lot of pressure on a tomato and it kind of squishes the tomato and just makes it look not as appealing as it could be. If you have a sharp knife that'll pretty much slide right through that thing like butter, make it easier to cut, but you're using a lot less pressure when you cut that tomato. And when you have less pressure, you have more stability more control over that object that you're using to cut. So, you know, when you think about it, when you're cutting an object, you have one hand holding that object and then you have the knife that is slicing through the object. And if, if you have to put a lot of pressure on that knife to go through this object, you're running the risk of one slippage. So your knife could slip. I've been there. I've actually cut part of my finger off and sliced halfway through my thumb because of slippage and learned my lesson on that was needless to say. Slippage is a really dangerous thing because that pressure right there that you're putting on with a dull knife really is the difference between cut finger and a amputated finger. Just that's one one reason. The other reason is with a dull knife, especially with tomatoes, that extra pressure is going to squish and bruise and just make that tomato look terrible, not appealing at all. If you have a sharp knife, like I said, you have more precision and make more unified cuts and you can make the tomatoes look really, really nice for the plate. I'm trying to think what other things are as far as safety. That's pretty much it. I mean, the more pressure that you put on a knife when you're cutting, you have more of a risk to lose your stability, lose your control. And then if you are putting a lot of pressure on it and you end up getting your finger underneath it, you're, you have a better chance of cutting your finger off versus just having a little bit of a cut on your finger. So honestly, that's really all I have for you guys today. And the thing that I hope everyone gets out of this is just to make sure that you check your knives, look at them, make sure they're sharp, maintain them and maintenance them on a regular basis, you know, hone them every other use or every third use, depending on how much you use them. And if you don't know how to hone on a steel, make sure you learn how to do that because that's a very valuable lesson, no matter whether you're a cook, a chef, a hunter, you, you definitely need to know how to hone your knives because it's very very important to keep that maintenance up. And then also find a local place to take your knives in to get them sharpened. Or you can, like I said, go to YouTube and learn how to sharpen them yourself. Again, I stress, make sure you use a knife that you don't really care about to practice on because you don't want to mess up your very expensive knife that you really, really like. So another thing that I would like to leave you with is that if you don't have a quality knife right now and you're using, let's say, a cheap Walmart set or whatnot, you know, there's nothing wrong with having those as a backup knives. But I would recommend to go to your local kitchen store or uh, I think Bed Bath & Beyond does have some knives, decent knives on display that you can look at. But honestly, I would find a local kitchen store, you know, locally owned and operated. Talk to the individuals there, the owners, and just get to know the staff, get a good relationship with them. Similar to if you go to the local archery store, local gun shop, you know, get to get a good relationship with them, talk to them. Find, let them know what you want to use the knife for, what you're looking for. Feel the different knives. See which one feels good for you because that's another important aspect is if the knife doesn't feel good and comfortable in your hand, it's not going to be an enjoyable experience when you are cooking. So go check out the quality knives. Grab one if you only choose one. 
I would recommend an eight inch chef's knife to get you started and you can, you know, add to your collection, you know, throughout the years. So you can add to the collection. You don't have to buy them all at once, but I would start off with an eight inch chef's knife as your one quality knife that only you and, you know, maybe your significant other uses, but nobody else uses it and just baby that knife, keep it honed up, maintenance it well, learn how to sharpen it or how, if you have a good relationship with cooking store, you can take it back there and have them sharpen it too. But that's really all I've got for you today. I wanted to just discuss that real quick because I think it's important to touch on that because knives are, in my opinion, the most important tool in the kitchen. You need a knife to pretty much do anything that is needed in the kitchen. So anywhere from prepping up salads, cutting vegetables, preparing meat, cutting meat, you know, it, you need a knife for all that and you can't proceed on without having that stuff prepped up and cut. So, you know, as always, I, I truly appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for listening and make sure you hit the subscribe button before you leave today. Uh, that way you are kept up to date with uh, all the new episodes that are coming out. We do have another one coming out uh, at the third week of this month and then another interview show at the end of the month with Mr. Dan Allen where we talk about hunting, fishing, and just having a nice general conversation about the outdoors. So it's definitely one that I don't believe you'd want to miss. And you know, if you like today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star rating. And uh, also, I'd love to hear what you think about the show so leave us a review i uh, love to hear that I'd like to see what everyone's thinking out there and check us out on the socials instagram and facebook if you haven't done that already and just kind of keep up to with what i'm doing throughout the week again you know thank you very much and uh, we will be back here the third week of january hope you all have a great rest of the week and we'll talk to you soon cheers